1: This is Darcy I'm Kyle And we have another special guest We're always excited to have our guests on <clears throat> But this guy, we've been trying to arrange a meet-up for a little while A little bit Sorry, I got a cough right now <laughs> It just snuck up on me Not the Rona um, No, not the Rona <laughs> um, We have Jeffrey Klema. Did I say that right? I should have asked you that before
0: <laughs> Klema. No Klema.
1: Um And he is the owner of Eagle Transmission Automotive Repair Shop. Um, Unfortunately, we came across him because we needed their services. A few times. Quite a lot last year.
2: (laughs) And again this year.
1: Um, But when we walked into the shop to drop off one of our cars one of the times, we saw um, (laughs) something posted. And I'm going to read it real fast. Well, as fast as I can. And it says, do the right thing and the profits will follow. Making a strong commitment to ethics will help ensure that your shop has a positive impact on your employees, your customers, your community, and on our amazing industry. However, some shop owners overlook the fact that establishing a culture of ethics is not only the right thing to do, but will have a profound impact on the long-term profitability of their shops. The Ethics Resource Center in Washington, D.C. conducted a study on 21 companies that set high ethical standards and and that had published a company statement saying that their purpose was to serve the public with high ethical standards. The study concluded that had you invested $30,000 in the Dow Jones composite 30 years ago, that $30,000 would have grown to $134,000. Had you instead invested that $30,000 in the 21 ethical companies covered in the study That $30,000 would now be worth over a million dollars.
2: Does not surprise me at all.
1: So when we read that, we said, we got to get Jeff on the podcast. Yes.
2: (laughs) But I, from my experience, have seen that they believe it. Right. And so that's why we want you to have you on here is we talk about small business all the time and the value that these things bring to small business. So what inspired you to, to not just live this, but to put it out so publicly?
0: Um, one, it's just who I am. Um, I just can't do things any other way. Um, I, my satisfaction comes from helping people and doing things, uh, the right way and seeing those results, uh, and the appreciation, uh, that's what drives me. Um, But I also saw it as um, a desperate need in the market um, across the board, uh, but specifically in the in the services industry and and definitely in the automotive industry. Um, So in addition to being who I am, which was a great fit, uh, I also saw it as something that people have been desperate for and longing for that return to the old times where you went into the auto repair and it was more of a relationship, partnership, friendship even uh, as opposed to, and that's part of why I got rid of the big counter in the in the shop and remodeled. Is I didn't want that barrier. Like you're in the principal's office, and we're on <laughs> sides, and you know, we're, we're we're battling against one another versus figuring out how to solve a problem together.
1: I, I like I like it. Um, you know, we started off saying unfortunately we spent a lot of money with you guys last year, and this year has started off a little bit of the same for us. And uh, we already had to drop off one of our cars and. Same thing. We walked in and Paul, I guess he's your office man. I don't know what his official title is.
0: He's great, though. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's great. We walked in. I'm sorry. He's the overall manager.
1: Okay, Okay. the overall manager. Yeah, we walked in and he's like, hey, Kyle and Darcy. And again, I don't know if I should be happy or sad that he knows us by (laughs) name. (laughs) Um, So I think you're doing a great job of establishing what your goal was.
0: Thank you.
2: No, I I agree. It's, these are things that we talk about. You know, you hear all these business talks and you see these presentations. And, you know, I was literally just talking about this with someone else 20 minutes ago. These ideas of ownership and engagement and mission, like these are so much more than just words. Like these are really the core of providing quality products and services. And so on that topic, you know, providing uh, quality, kind of curious, how do you uh um engage your people with that because i can say from our personal experience we we've never had an issue with you guys it's been i mean it's been as fantastic of an experience as an (laughs) automobile repair can be it has been that and more
0: well we try to we try to look at it from the customer's perspective um across the board. Uh, we know that people don't want to come. We're not Best Buy. We say it often. We're not Best Buy. You didn't save a bunch of money and look forward to coming and, and seeing us. And we understand that. Um, <laughs> we, we incorporate that into what we do and how we approach things. Um, we don't do the high pressure sales. We actually use compassion and, you know, hey, I'm sorry. Um, you know, we love the ones where we can tell them that, no, your, your issue was not a major issue. It's something real minor. And that's great. And we feel great about that. But unfortunately, our job, too, is to break a lot of bad news. And, and we you know openly say, which is taught against us, is that, you know, uh, you're supposed to use words like only. It's only $1,000. You know, those things don't go over real well. It's, it's still an impact to their lives. So we try to incorporate a little different perspective um, and, and, and introduce that compassion that we understand it's a hit and we're doing our best. And let's help you prioritize what's important and what's not right now. Um, so, uh, that's a big part of it. Uh, and then process of the procedures to try to make sure that we're following through and being consistent. Uh, we use a tech system. Um, oftentimes we'll put a lot of humor in there, um, to try to lighten the mood. Um, <laughs> we've had a few people that, uh, I think maybe three people in the five or six years that we've done that, um, that didn't like the humor. Um, but, uh, but for the most part people enjoy it and, it, and it, it's accomplished what we tried to do which is to lighten the mood we know it's a stressful situation and try to make it a little lighter and, and less stressful for our customers um, that's been our goal all along
1: well one thing I guess it's the tech system that you mentioned that we really appreciate oh gosh, you know yeah. you get the text that shows the estimate here's what's wrong and here's the estimate but then with it comes pictures yeah of here's what's wrong and this is why we're going to fix it
2: yeah so there's no question of integrity at mm-hmm. all it's like okay this really is like th- this is it you know i have faith and confidence of of what's what's being told to me um but I, I i talk a lot you know and we obviously sell our own quality management software with texas quality for other you know types of uh, organizations and but the integration of technology to make your life and your customer's life easier is so critical. Um, I, I am curious, kind of from my own personal uh, perspective, just because I'm you know, kind of a computer geek, is how did y'all uh, go about getting this uh, software set up? How did the getting your team used to using it and kind of training your customers on how to use it? How'd that go?
1: Um,
0: it's a little bit of a challenge. Um, I've always been process, procedure, systems, automation, efficiency driven. Um, and put a lot of systems in place in my in my history. Um, so it was a natural fit for me to, to look at those type things. And One of the first things I saw um, in the industry is that you drop your vehicle off, it goes in a black hole, and at some point it pops <laughs> off the other end. And in <laughs> the middle there is about 27 phone calls asking on the status of the vehicle um, <laughs> because I have no clue. And so I didn't like that from a communications and a customer service perspective. And... Phone call, uh, is is ringing off the hook. People wanting to know what the status of their vehicle is versus a quick text. Uh, and the text system we use is pretty automated. It uh, drop down menu so we can select each uh, um, each step of the process, and it instantly sends a, a canned text, or we can send a, 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 a random text if we need to. There's a little more detail or custom communication we need to include in there. So that's all a part of it, and um, helps us minimize the uh unneeded phone calls and the lack of communication which then allows us to focus on the things that are more important the new customers coming in or updating the existing customers and getting their cars their parts ordered and all those other things that are required to, to, to make them happy um, as far as the employees yeah it's definitely been a bit of a challenge um, the industry is um, pretty set in its ways and um, it is across the board in a lot of industries but automotive has been uh, a bigger challenge than I've had in, in other industries um, where they're just not used to, you know, we've got tablets now um, and have had for a while where it's the is the digital vehicle inspections. Um, to your point that the photographs and stuff, when we first started out, it was um, no photographs, um, uh, beating technicians over the head and, and making <laughs> sure they understand why we need photographs. <laughs> Um, them wanting to come and tell us and, and training the, the management, including Paul to, um, at some point you have to put your, your hands over your ears and say, I don't hear you. I don't <laughs> hear you. Where's the, where's the DVI? Where's the pictures? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you know, you don't see it. So, so it, it was a, it was a, definitely a, a process in getting those things established. But, um, once you explain in my experiences, you have to explain to the employees and the people why you're doing what you're doing. Um, part of our process is we have a Porter that checks the vehicles in. So once Paul, uh, receives a customer and gets their information, puts in the system, then the Porter's job is to go out and put the car mat in the vehicle, uh, the seat cover, um, get the car prepped, uh, he takes a picture of the car, the side profile, and then he takes a 60 second walk around of the vehicle, uh, video um all the way, starts at the driver's door walks around and then when he gets back at the driver's door takes a quick quick scan of the interior um and then he parks it on the back line a specific place in the parking lot where the technicians know to go that's where my car is going to be at where i need to diagnose it versus mm-hmm. walking over the parking lot with the with the with the key fob <laughs> which car is beeping at him yeah exactly <laughs> um and then we do the same thing on the, on the on the outside once it's all finished or on the end of the process Uh, The porter goes and also uh, checks, looks over the car, makes sure there's no grease, smudges, everything's been cleaned and no tools been left in, any dirty rags. Um, You know, there's nothing out of place um, from the customer's perspective. And that's why it's, it's not necessarily a, a technician type person that's a role. It's better to have somebody that's not technician because they're looking at it from a non-technical perspective and catch things the technician wouldn't otherwise see or pay attention to. And then they do another 60 second video. And those videos on the front end are protect us and protect customers. We've mm-hmm. had times yep. where um, they came back and there's a scratch on the door and we look at the video and, yep, it wasn't there when it came in and it is there now. So we take care of it. And that's <laughs> that's the point of it.
1: I think that's all amazing. And, Absolutely. you know, even in our industry of quality management, we don't hear people with such detailed processes that can explain it so simply.
2: Yes. And that simply is the key. I, mm-hmm. I talk all the time about simple solutions are the toughest thing to come up with. It's easy to complicate things when, when you try to solve the problems. And, yep. My gosh, there's so much that other business owners could learn. Like th- this is really just absolutely fantastic. I mean, we're looking at the whole quality management process from identifying customer requirements, communication, leadership, engagement with the people, final uh, QC checks. And you talking about how it's not a technician that does uh, some of these checks. I love the idea It's it's an outside perspective because that technician it sees the rag on the floor all the all the time he sees all the problems all the time mm-hmm. so looking at it with a different eyes is just going to be more difficult
0: yeah those at, things uh, don't stand well, out the technician like so they're used to seeing that and it doesn't register mm-hmm. as much as hold on a minute, that doesn't look right did, did a customer really come in with a dirty uh, red shop towel in their car <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i can attest to that because you know we've picked up our cars a number of times and the worst thing that's happened is the seat has been way further back than i need it to be because i'm sure we're short
2: (laughs) (laughs) we're vertically impaired i guess you should say
1: (laughs) so then my question is what is your background you said you've been involved in processes and putting systems in place have you always been in the automotive industry doing that or did you do something before
0: yeah my um my father owned a service center gas station growing up so i had a little bit of that background um but i um I went into restaurants early on. Um, by twenty-one I was head of operations for a franchise group. Um mm-hmm. and I got there because I was process procedure um for the corporation bouncing around fixing stores that weren't weren't working correctly. Okay. Um, because of procedures and that kind of stuff. So did that for a number of years, um, went to college and then I worked for DHL for eight and a half years. Um I was in frontline operations, managing couriers that delivered packages for the first three and a half years. And that location was ranked at about 320 out of about 430 locations in the country. So they were in the bottom pile. Mm -hmm. Um, And 15 months later, we were number one in the country and we stayed there. Um, Oh, wow. It was all about driver profiles. I developed driver profiles using Excel and I would screen scrape data out of the systems, copy and paste it in there it populate their ports and each morning we go out and talk to, to the drivers about what they did the previous day where they did well where they didn't do well it ranked them the the best three the, the worst three and we came up with a structure and just kept pushing forward and whittled away at at uh at the numbers and it, it paid dividends so um I continued that. I went up to uh, end up being a senior contract analyst at corporate headquarters for two years. And then they sent me back to Ohio um, <laughs> to uh, be senior finance manager in charge of a $650 million operating budget and $100 million capital uh, budget for all the US based hubs. And same thing. We, uh, I worked in a month in closed where we closed the books, um, which is typically you're working 12 to 15 hours a day. For three, four days straight, no lunches, and it's chaos. And we worked overtime once around <clears throat> the first month we closed books, and after that, we did never worked overtime. We always went to lunch because we put process, procedures, systems in to where we could deal with whatever came at us.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
0: But this is that's
1: everything, a pretty good story. <laughs> yeah, th- this
2: is this is really everything. So many uh, so many small business owners, and managers need to hear. I mean, this is everything that we preach. Mm -hmm. right yep and so it's no surprise that well and just you know we gave a little bit of background how we got talking with you but it was really we have been blown away by the you know not only the level of service but the quality of the work the the people like everything just seems to work so well and so smoothly for you guys and having been on the opposite side of so many of these industries we knew there was something special going on. There was some sort of secret sauce. And then when we saw the mission statement so clearly articulated and public for everyone, you know, it's been months that I've been like, we need to talk to this guy Mm -hmm. on the podcast. (laughs) Folks need to learn about what they're doing and what they're doing well.
1: Yeah. And also I wanted to throw in that he's also very, you're also very active in the community. Um, And I don't know how that got started. I know you're helping Mary right now. Mm -hmm. Um, How did all that come about that you started kind of helping people out?
0: Again, I've always been that way and that's been my passion. Um, I supported my mother, brother, and sister from about the age of 15, um, for a number of years, digging out of a hole, um, a very deep hole. And, um, it's just always been in my nature um, from my neighbors passing away, her husband passing away and taking care of her lawns and bushes and uh, help guiding her on home repairs to, I worked for a group called Give Back Cincinnati when I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, where we did a number of, and I was on their board and, and, and helped organize a lot of their projects, including one where we literally painted between 45 and 50 houses on one Saturday in April. Wow. Oh wow! Um, yes, and they were home. They had to be homeowners. They couldn't be uh, landlords. Um, we picked people, and there was a whole process—a year-long process. We'd have an application process, a review of all the cap- applications. It was a, a big ordeal. Um, so I've always done those things um, here. It got—it really took off and got more formalized um, when I posted right before Harvey on the flood parking. Yeah. And then it clicked to me that um, there was something more to that, that I could use the social media um, to post something more than what I had for lunch, which I never did anyway. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, use it for, for some good and reaching a lot of people and, and, and organizing and, and gaining a lot of traction mm-hmm. that way. I've known as now as the the flood parking guy. I get people to say that on a regular basis. Uh, my wife is probably going to be in my tombstone at some point. So, uh. well, for
2: folks that don't know, because um, we've got actually got listeners all over the world. We had someone, you know, comment the other day that's in a UK, listeners in Australia, um, I mean, all over. So during Hurricane Harvey, like, everything flooded in ways that no one could have possibly conceived. And yeah, I remember you guys posted, Hey, look, if you, you need somewhere to park your car, bring it up. Cause y'all shop is,
0: you know, pretty so high up. Flood. Yeah. Yeah. I and always, I, remember, I always like, joke that I my, they talk about the lack of Hills and I can tell mm-hmm. that my, my driveway is considered a major Hill in Southeast uh, Houston.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if people want to find you in the Houston area, it's Eagle Transmission. Mm-hmm. I know you have a shop here in Friendswood, and then you've opened one in spring. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And are those, those are the two you have?
0: Yes, correct. And it's Eagle Transmission and Automotive. Um, we do do full automotive. We started out as a tri- driveline transmission shop um, for the first four years, and then right after Harvey, Um, I had taken over the rest of the building in Friendswood and expanded into full automotive with master mechanics and brought Paul on. So a lot of, you know, a lot of bad, but a lot of good things came out of that as well with uh, connecting with Paul and the team that you guys have seen now. So, yeah, so I got Friendswood and uh, Springs been here about eight months now. No, it, yeah. It's fantastic.
2: We, uh, like I said, we, we've been genuinely impressed. And, you know, especially the conversation today, I mean, I just can't stress enough how many folks we talked to that, that could learn uh, a lot of good, valuable lessons here. So we definitely want to be sharing this. I, I really mm-hmm. believe this is something that so many folks could and should learn from. So, very much thank you. Thank you for your time here.
1: Mm-hmm. We appreciate it.
0: Likewise, I appreciate the invitation and opportunity to talk about it.
2: Hey, what's um, the best way for folks to find out more about you, about the company?
0: Uh, a lot of Facebook presence. Um, so Jeffrey Klima um, or Eagle Transmission Automotive Friendswood, Eagle Transmission Automotive Spring. Um, and then our websites, which we are revamping my websites to be a long lines of what we've been doing, more of an educational. Um, I've been hard finding web developers that uh, and advertising companies that understand my objective is but finally getting there where <laughs> i don't want to sell to people um i don't like being sold to and i don't think people like being sold to so it's more and more of an educational with videos of cars we found that they supposedly have one problem it was really a minor issue or the nissan cbt's educational just a lot of information that people absorb and learn whether they come to us or not uh whether they're here or across the country um If they can find it and information that's helpful that's what we're trying to do again
2: absolutely fantastic i i I love it this this is awesome yep so thank you thank you so much i appreciate it
0: likewise thank you
1: um i don't know what i'm gonna say why did you push that button hey everyone thanks for listening we appreciate y'all listening but we need to know that you're listening. So if you like what you heard, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can even send me an email. Somebody's emailed me before, dchambers at com. Tell me what you think.